All right, so we're a couple weeks into the um, Uptown Sky distributions with the Kinship. How are those going? They're going great, actually. We had some really good um, customer feedback from our very first one. And so somebody messaged us on our contact form online and basically just let us know that not only did he really need this, but the the team that was out there, which, you know, we love Mary, um, John Davis, uh, just a great team of folks, made this customer, this client feel so welcome that he felt like proud to be receiving services from us. And he just said, you know, these three individuals embraced me. He didn't, they didn't judge us. And he said that he felt a different energy than other food banks by far. And so awesome. this really warmed my heart. It's always great. You know, we really pride ourselves at the well with, you know, relationships and dignity and kind of serving your neighbor as just that your neighbor. And so for those of you who utilize our services or, you know, come to our events, uh, know that you can always reach out to us and let you know how they, how they made you feel because we love hearing it. Yeah, it's funny. People tend to like to leave the negative feedback, right? Like uh, someone cut in line today and and cool. Like we want to know about all that too. But like, uh, you know, it is very it is very encouraging um, on our end to um, be told like what we're doing right and that it's going well. And there's a lot of things we know really work, but um, it's awesome to know that people recognize it and feel um, the thing that we're aiming at. That's super good to hear. For those of you that are just joining us, welcome to Tampa Talk. It is September 15th. I'm John. And I'm Dahlia. Thanks for joining us. All right. What are we talking about? So yesterday, September 14th, but in 1896, the Academy of the Holy Names opened um, here right here in Tampa. And so it was sponsored by the Order of the Sisters of the Holy Names. And then during the Spanish-American War in the late 1890s, became a, a hospital, basically, during that war. And so after the war ended, um, it resumed operations and eventually moved um, to, in 1955 to its present location on Bayshore. So that's this week in Tampa's history. The Academy of the Holy Names uh, opened up. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Something else is opening up uh, this week, right? Yeah, the new Sprouts at the Tampa's University Mall Rhythm opens uh, today. And actually, it opened at 6.45 a.m. Um, and there's going to be a lot of different events throughout the day. And so they're giving away free stuff to, you know, the first 200, the first 400. They're going to have a uh, tasting going on, uh, contests and lunch, um, as well as face painters and things like that. Uh, today concludes with a meet and greet with Danny Seo, I think is the how you pronounce it, um, who is a, a cookbook author and chef and producer. Um, and these events continue through the whole weekend. So they're going to do stuff Saturday and Sunday as well to celebrate um, this new opening. Um, part of today's activities at 10 a.m. is going to be a dedication to the new mural wall, which they're calling Algorithm which was the painting um, on the west wall of the new uh, building. I've been seeing them out there working on that when I've been pulling in. It's really, it's, uh, it's awesome to see they're kind of like, I don't know that this is all up and running. It's been amazing just seeing go from a parking lot to a construction site to Sprouts is it's up and running now. I've been seeing like the staff running around in their outfits uh, around the mall area. And um, you know, cause they're right there next to us at the bike shop. So I'll definitely be a, uh, 
wandering down to see if uh, maybe I can get my hands on some of these snacks they're giving away. Yeah, I think it's a uh, it's great the it will start bringing traction to the mall again. I feel like for a long time we've just looked like a construction zone, yep. even though there's yep. stores and nonprofits and things like that operating in bits that construction zone. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm kind of hopeful that this will like make people get drawn into it again, and then maybe they'll go see all the other great programs going on. Yeah, it does look really nice out front. They put in a bunch of new pavers. There's a new sign out front. Like it, it definitely will change the look. I mean, there's still some construction for sure around mm-hmm. it, but um, but yeah, super exciting. Uh, so did you see that Tampa is now is again? Um, I'm not again. I don't know how to say this. I love seeing Tampa at the top of number one city list. Um, it mm-hmm. is like a one of the things I'm always looking for. Uh, what are we at the top of the list for this week? Well, this one's not a shocker if you ask me, but we're number <laughs> one as the best city to retire in. Mm. And so, you know, we were in the top five along with, uh, I guess, three other Florida cities. Yeah, yeah. Florida, like, owns the top of it. <laughs> yeah. But they based it on things like affordability, um, access to healthcare, things like that. Right. And so Tampa really dominated in healthcare, which is no surprise with, you know, all the um, medical institutions that come out of USF and obviously all the independent ones as well. But that's really, I think, what put us over the edge compared to some of these other Florida cities. Um, and then number two was Scottsdale, Arizona. Interesting. Followed, yeah. Followed by Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, Miami. And then back to just Arizona just got like a kind of like just in the middle of all the Florida crew hanging out there. Yeah. It's kind of awesome. Yeah. The fifth or sixth, I don't forget what number, I don't know what number we're at, uh, was in Wyoming. Which I thought was a big jump because like there was definitely a theme of like warm, you know, flat, mm-hmm. you know, and then you got Wyoming in the mix there. So, um, yeah, best city so- to retire. It's the best city to do anything. Let's be honest. Um, so it's also speaking of medical institutions. Recently, uh, Tampa General, a huge medical institution donated 25 million is now the naming partner on the center for athletic excellence at USF. Oh, for the USF stuff. Yeah. They're building like a, I mean, I guess like we've been throwing around stadium. And then when I saw this, it's like, uh, what do they call it? athletics district or something? What they call it? Uh, but, yes. but yeah, they're building out quite a bit of stuff, which I believe is in or around or what we've been referring to with the stadium. Uh, but, inc- and it's the biggest single donation ever to, USF sports or athletics, I believe. I, th- I think it's their biggest single donation ever. Yeah. Um, and so they've been donors of the athletic program for 50 years. And mm. so it's their single biggest uh, donation ever I to see. Uh, athletic. You know, some of those people give like hundreds of millions of dollars to. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I forget what Judy Genshoff gave for the honors college, but it was, it was big. It was a big one. Um, but. Yeah, so that's going to be the the named partner of the university's athletic district, like you said. Amazing. Um, some other Tampa news. Uh, the city council met on Wednesday to discuss the budget um, and having to kind of reorganize since the they struck stroke down striked down uh, striked down the millage increase rate uh, the millage increase rate. Sorry. And so they're back to the drawing board on budget. Um, they have to close a $45 million gap that uh, the original budget was accounting for. And so people are still talking about it. And the earliest they'll vote on anything is going to be September 19th. 
Um, but at this meeting, it was kind of expressed that things like affordable housing and public safety are priority areas for um, council members and, and city members. Um, there's a lot of talk about uh, the fire station in Lutz. I guess um, it's like that area is not being serviced. They it's being serviced faster by helicopters than it is by mm. uh, like response vehicles, and so that was a big concern for people. Um, and ultimately, uh, the council members were talking about having to dip into reserves in order to meet a balanced budget this year because of a lot like this um, millage rate increase not being approved. Um, so they talked about reaching into those reserves, making cuts um, to support of city support of like, I mean, business isn't really the right word, but it, they are businesses like museums and things like that. Mm. Um, and then merit raises to the city employees. So just reducing all those things in order to kind of fill this $45 million gap. But uh, they're not really there yet. So more to come. And like I said, they won't vote at least until September 19th. So there's still some time. Uh, I guess um, unrelated to that, but um, we had a tragic accident with a young cyclist and a TPD officer the other night here, didn't we? On Bush, um, right over there by 22nd Street, there was a um, a TBD officer who uh, hit a 13-year-old girl attempting to cross Bush Boulevard. Um, and so the officer stopped after um, the incident and rendered aid until paramedics arrived. Um, the officer um was not injured and um yeah there's they're investigating the situation uh, apparently it was not at a crosswalk so the teenager was struck approximately um you know i guess it's a i don't know 75 feet whatever that is i'm gonna say a yard but i actually don't know what a yard is um 75 feet from the nearest crosswalk and so the statement from uh the police department was really just that you know we're taking this seriously whenever one of ours is involved in something like this we investigate it thoroughly um and also like stay safe out there i mean yeah is- i yeah I, I actually rode bush in today um which by the way you cannot ride on the street on bush like it's the one road in tampa where i'm like yeah you use the sidewalk like there you just cannot get on this thoroughfare and uh crossing it is dangerous um i rode right through bush in 22nd this morning it was like reflecting on this happening and um i mean it's tragic um yeah, 13 years old um but they're not they're you know uh it wasn't fatal as of this report so um you know prayers to that yeah for sure and i think there is a call for all of us to be cognizant of bikers when we're driving even if you know who has the right of way i feel like is always the uh, conversation but it doesn't matter like it's at the end of the day it's a life so um stay yeah and, and speaking of all the like lists that it's great to be at the top of um tampa is pretty high if not at the tippy top of one of the more dangerous places to be a pedestrian and riding your bicycle on these um, especially these arterial roads around bush and fowler um and so yeah just be guys, we got to do better. I mean, we need better infrastructure, but each of us that are driving um, can really do our part. I mean, I've been, because my car has been broken, I've been riding on the roads here a lot recently. And um, 
I've been fine, but it is is always on my mind. You know, you're you're one person looking down from being gone. Um, and uh, and while I want to, we want to encourage people being pedestrians and riding their bikes and getting out, it's a really great way to see your city and get around. You've got to be on your toes when you're doing it. And those of you that are driving, just recognize like that is a those vehicles are deadly um, when you're and you got to be paying attention, staying in your lane. Yeah. Uh, last piece of news. So we talked about this a little bit last week, but the former Bucks player, or we meant to talk about it, but we didn't have confirmed information. I think he um, was. Butterfly. They announced him dead, and then and then said no, he's not. And it looks it looks like he was on life support until this week. Um, which I guess you can tell everyone what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, but so former Bucks wide receiver um, Mike Williams is, died at age 36 after a construction accident that appears yeah. to have to do with electrical. Um, and so our thoughts and prayers are with his family, but like John said, they'd announced him dead while he was still on life support. And so then there was a retraction of that news shortly afterwards. Um, but ultimately he did in fact pass away um, this past week. Yeah. we So yeah, we, Dali and I talked about this last week because we had it in our notes to share with you guys. And then because there was like really mixed messages from the retraction, we, we just decided not to uh, give you wrong information, but we are, he is um, certainly passed now, 36 years old, um, super unfortunate young dude, had been wildly successful. Um, and, uh, and yeah, like, again, you know, accidents happen and tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. Just a, I don't know, a, a real reminder of our mortality and, uh, you know, tell someone around you, you love them today and just like, be grateful that we, we have another day to data engage and be here and love each other um and uh just yeah every time i see these kind of things it just reminds me like don't forget this we're not here forever um some events going on this weekend so you have the fall veggie gardening seminary happen happening over at kirby's um this saturday from 10 to 11 you also have mosey hosting a the science of the cuban sandwich that evening um, over at Mosey on Fowler, it's twenty dollars if you're a member, twenty five if you're not, and there's going to be drink pairings and live music and a whole slew. That sounds of amazing. Everything about that sounds awesome. I've been to one of Mosey's events. They do like a drinks after darks. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, it was super fun. I mean, you're in a science center at night as an adult, like you know, let your inner kid out and have and go enjoy. Um, it. and then. In a couple weekends, we have the uh, Vibes of the Bay Music Festival happening from 4 to p.m. to 1 a.m. over at Crowbar um, on 17th Street, uh, just by 7th Avenue there. And it is a free event. You can RSVP online. Um, otherwise, it's $10 at the door. And then one of our uh, very own A13 Collective members, as well as a, a community partner of the well, um, A13 Hood Garden, in the university area over on 11th street north will be hosting their fall medicine cabinet workshops um and so there is an event right linked in the newsletter um they do ask that you rsvp but ultimately it is a workshop to learn all about the powerful natural remedies for this upcoming uh cold and flu season so they'll teach you some cool stuff some age-old remedies and um yeah, whether you're a beginner or, you know, experienced gardener, should be a good time. I love it. 
Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Please um, join our Discord, um, which you can find the link at webbelt.city. That's also a place you could donate if you want to contribute to our work. But in terms of this show, thank you for being a subscriber. Please comment, rate, share this, uh, share Tampa Talk and Word on the Streets, the newsletter with others. Um, kind of help us grow the reach of this show. Engage with us, email us, comment, give us feedback. Um we will be out at Harvest Hope this morning um, from 10.30 to 12, and we will also be at the Ebor Garden from 10 to 12. All right. Well, that's what we're talking about, everyone. And thank you for joining us. Until next time. Y'all be good. <laughs>